Hi, this is New Life North Metro's Home is Live podcast. We want to passionately welcome and thank you for joining us today. We're glad you are here. Listen and be blessed by the word. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you would speak to us clearly and that you would uh, help me to communicate what you want. Not just information, but revelation and impartation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So if you've been coming for the past few weeks, we've been going on a series talking about what makes the church different. Who are we? What are the characteristics of, a, of somebody who, who is, you know, is part of the church? Now, church is not a place that you go to. Can we be clear? Ang, sim, ang, ang ecclesia or iglesia. Iba kasi yung simbahan eh. Simbahan is the place where you go. But we are not the place that you go. We are the church. We are the ecclesia or the iglesia. We are the called out ones. The church is made up of people. You and I are the church. Amen? And what makes us different, kailangan ba different? Kayo. Kung gusto niyo maging same-same, nasa inyo po yan. But I believe God has, we are a peculiar people. Do you understand? God put something inside of us that makes us peculiar, makes us different. We're not the same. Amen? Each one of us is unique. Worshipfully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. Amen. Look at the person beside you. There's wala kang, walang katulad ang taong yan. There's no, kahit kambal kayo, there's still a difference. Amen. And what makes us different is not because we're so great, but because God is so great. Amen. So what we talked about is, as a church, we have the ability to praise the Lord. In spite of whatever season we are going through, we have the ability to praise the Lord. Amen. How many of you know that in you, God has given you this ability to praise Him? Amen. In every, like the song says, in every circumstance, we can praise God. Amen. We also have the ability to pray. Not just pray, but making our prayers powerful. Tell the person beside you, makapangyarihan ang iyong panalangin. Kaya niyo yan? Say that ten times fast. Oh yan, kaya. Alright? So you're noticing, puro P. The next thing we talked about is that God has given us the ability to prophesy. To speak out the will of God. How many of you know, God, you need to know His will in order for you to declare His will. And you need to have faith in Him and faith in His will, in His word, so that your declaration becomes powerful. Amen. And then, Brother Melvin came up and he talked about our calling. Another P, which is our purpose. Amen. So we have praise, we have prayer, we have prophesying, and we have purpose. And the good thing about us is when God saved us, He saved us for a reason. When we are recreated in Christ Jesus, when we are born again, He has put eternity, He has put destiny, He has put purpose. So when you wake up in the morning, hindi sa kaysara-sara. Hindi sa bahala na si Batman. 
When you wake up every morning, you know there's something inside of you that God placed inside of you that is burning inside of you that says, Get out of bed! God has something for you to do today. Every day you wake up and you ask God, God, what am I going to do? Amen? And some of us, we know our purpose already. So do it. So many of you know your purpose, but you, it's like many of your Bibles. You, bro, you go to Sunday with your Bible, and then you stick it in a shelf. See you next Sunday. Tahimik Guilty ba? Pastor, nakakatama ka. Good. Amen? Pag tinatamaan kayo, good. I, I believe in church, kailangan natin matamaan. Nang hindi nang physical na something. That's, but we need, the word should hit us. Because if the word's just going over your head, sayang lang ang punta nyo. Amen? The word should minister to us. Amen? Now what you do with it is up to you. Amen? But every time I come to church, sinatamaan ako. Very good. You're in the right place. Amen. Amen. Come on. Are you there? Alright. So we know we have a purpose in God. Without Him, we are or lost. We have no purpose. We are wandering aimlessly. And then Pastor Ben came up here last week. Preached the message that nobody wants to preach. Nobody wants to get up and tell people, you have to live right before God. Every, everybody likes being blessed, 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 but no, now you have to do something with that blessing. Huh? Very brave of him to come up here and preach on purity. Amen. But the wonderful thing about this purity, this holiness, that we don't strive to get it. It is a gift of God. Righteousness is a gift of God. Holiness is a gift of God. But if kung hindi mo gagamitin ang regalo, sayang lang po ang regalo, pamigay mo na lang sa iba. So my wife is in this mode right now at home. That everything that we are not using is being sold. Absolutely, if this is not being used, we're go- I'm going to sell it. Buti lang may silbi pa kami ni Judah. Kung hindi, siguro ang picture namin, nandyan na po. Bebenta na. For sale. Husband, walang ginagawa. Tulog lang ng tulog. Anak, naglalaro lang na naglalaro. Nabuti lang may silbi pa kami, nabu. <laughs> I love my wife. You should love your wife too. And your husbands. Amen. And your children. Amen. You're in the right place. So we talked about Purity, the purity that Jesus gives us, but what we have to do is we need to protect that purity. So we have a responsibility with the gift God has given us. You have a responsibility with the righteousness God has given you. You have the responsibility to live out. And at times, come on, let's be honest, there are many times, nobody's perfect because if everyone, if, if, if our mistakes would disqualify us from doing anything in ministry, then we'll have nobody preaching in church. We'll have nobody serving in church. Everybody will be sitting down, attending, waiting for Jesus to show up. Amen? Because nobody can ever stand in any pulpit and say, I have done everything 100%. Si Jesus lamang yun. So nobody will be serving. Nobody will be, everybody will be seated, waiting for Jesus to show up. 
But thanks be to God, His mercies and His goodness are new and fresh every single morning. That even if, even if we've made mistakes, God is still good and gracious and still would trust us to be able to serve and minister and share the gospel. Amen? So today, I will continue on that line and what makes us different, what separates us from the rest of the world. And it's something I've already mentioned the last time, but I want to give him primary focus. And today, the title, What Makes Us Different as a Church, goes back over 2,000 years ago. And you're thinking, is it the cross? Yes, the cross is one. But is it the resurrection? Yes, the resurrection is another one. But after the resurrection, 50 days later, another event happened, which is called Pentecost, wherein God poured out the person of His promise. What makes us different as a church is we don't just believe in a doctrine, but we have in us the person of the promise. We don't just believe in promises. We have the person of the promise. And He was poured out on all flesh in Pentecost. And He is still remaining with us today. He is what makes you and I different. Although it is that Spirit that unites us and makes us similar, but that Spirit also allows us to be unique in our own destiny, calling, and purpose. Amen? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the person of God. I don't want to say the third person of the Trinity because that makes Him least in value. I will not diminish God in any way. God is the Father. God is Jesus. And God is the Holy Spirit. And I will give each of them equal importance, equal value, and equal honor and respect. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. Kasi kung dove siya, kawawa siya sa Pilipinas, kinain na siya. Amen? Amen? He's not a dove. He is God. So I want to talk about Him for a minute. And today, we will not leave this place until He does what He needs to do in us. Amen? Acts 1 verse 8, we know this story. Jesus is with His disciples. Luke is giving us an account of what's going on. He had spent 40 days with them talking about the kingdom. And then he goes, they go to him, when will you, when will the Father establish such a kingdom? And it's not of, he says to them, it's not of you to know the times and seasons of what my Father has already put in order. But, Acts 1.8 says, but you, say me. No, pastor, he's only talking about the apostles. Listen, I've shared this before and I'll share it again. When Jesus speaks, he doesn't just speak to the person in front of him. Just like the Word of God. The Word of God is generational. When Jesus spoke to His disciples, He was not speaking to these 120 people or 40 people or 12 people or 11. He was not speaking to just them. He was speaking generationally. And the Word of God will go forth and it shall accomplish what He sets to do. So when Jesus says, you shall receive, He was talking to you too. And he was talking to the generations that follows and all the generations ahead of us. He was talking to the church. Amen? So don't say, no, the Holy Spirit is only for the apostles. Let me tell you today, 
it's for everyone. Because Jesus never just limits his speech to just one person. It goes generationally. Amen? The word of God is eternal. And you shall receive power. Say, that's me. When the Holy Spirit has come upon me, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And it says there, after a while, while they were tarrying, waiting in Jerusalem for the promise, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, this declares, and when the day of Pentecost, the word Pentecost means 50 days. Now to the Jews, this is very important in different ways. Number one, it's important to the Jew because number one, the day of Pentecost is what we call the day of the first harvest. So they have been sowing seeds and 50 days later, they're, trying, they're starting to see may bunga na. Not much, but meron na. To know that what they planted is going to bring a harvest. So the Pentecost, the 50 days after the sowing of the seed, is very important to them. Another importance to Jewish people in tradition, it is on this day, 50 days after they were relieved or brought out of captivity, they were in Mount Sinai and God gave them the law. On the day of Pentecost, God gave them the law. Amen? Moses brought down the commandments to be given to them to show that this is the will of God for His people. And here we are, another moment in time. On this same day, God is a God of patterns. Amen? He does things in a certain way. And He comes now and He pours out His Spirit upon these. The promise you will wait for the promise. The promise is poured out. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord, in one place. How many of you know unity is important in the church? Did you hear me? That's why unity is important in the church. That's why if you have ought with your brethren, make it right. Let me tell you, it's hard to worship God when you're angry with somebody. You know, you want to focus on him, you close your eyes, and all you see is that person. Bad trip naman to. Yung focus mo kay Lord. God, I come to worship you. And then you're closing your eyes and ting, lalabas yung mukha. From the smiles, like, then you put down your hands and then you're like, hirap nito. Amen? And you try to say, shh, shh. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Get behind me, Satan. Talagang Satan, no? And then you think, ayan na, ayan na ang glory, ayan na ang glory. And then, lilitaw na naman siya. And you're like, Lord, why is the devil? No, it's not the devil. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Saying, before you go and worship me, lay down your gift. Go to your brethren. Make it right. <laughs> siya dapat mag-make it right. Hindi ako. Eh, ikaw yung nasa church, siya hindi. Oh. So, sino gagawa? Tell the person beside you, unity is good. We were all in one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house that they were sitting and there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, this is at this time, they had the Holy Spirit inside of them already. When Jesus appeared to them as He resurrected, 
They said, Lord, he showed them his hands, he showed them his side, he showed them his feet. They said, this is the Lord, I see him. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they received the Holy Spirit. They got born again when they saw Jesus raised from the dead. Why? Because the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and if you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, then you are saved. And, and they did. They believed that God raised him from the dead. They called him, Lord, it's you. Confess with your mouth that he is Lord. They got saved. Then he said, receive the Holy Spirit. See, now they had the indwelling of the Spirit of God. But now Jesus said it's not enough for just the indwelling. There's more. Everybody tell your neighbor, say there's more. We're always asking for more from God, right? Come on, let's be honest. We're always asking for more. Lord, Lord, I want to thank you for this, but Lord, we're always asking for more. And in that same measure, we should also desire for more of Him. Not more of the indwelling, but more of Him filling your life. Now, many people would believe that this is the only time the Holy Spirit, talking about dispensations. In the Old Testament, it was the Father's dispensation. In the, New, in the Gospels, it was Jesus. Now, after Jesus, that's the only time God sent His Holy Spirit. No, that's not true. Because if you look throughout the Old Testament, you would see the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit was present in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, when nothing, the Holy Spirit transcends creation. He's not created. He is above creation. He was there when the world was created. We see Him. He's the existence and presence of God in chaos that brought order, that brought light, that brought life. Amen? We see in the book of Judges that men and women were anointed by the Spirit of God, to lead Israel. See, the anointing was not just for them personally. The Spirit would come upon them, not for them personally, but to do good for the whole of Israel, to save Israel. Amen? We also see that when people would speak, they would, prophets would speak, they would say, the Spirit of God is upon me for me to speak this word. Thus saith the Lord. So the Spirit comes for them to declare the word. And we see also that those who are anointed by that same Spirit can pass the anointing to somebody else. The story of Elijah and Elisha, that he said, I will give you my mantle and on my mantle you will receive a double portion of the anointing, a double portion of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit has been there ever since. But today in this dispensation, in this church, we need Him more than ever. And I want you to know He's not far away. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20 says this, Do you not know, or maybe we should remind you, that your body, your life, is the temple, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit? Who is? Who is? Come on, let me hear you, church. We said we're not quiet here. Who is? Can you believe that God is in you? It's kind of hard to believe. How can God be in me and you? And, and, because that's why God's all, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Amen? He's in us. Do you not, whom you have from God. He is a gift from God and you are not your own. For you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. You know, this is perfect to preach last week about glorifying. The only way we can truly glorify God 
with our bodies living a pure life is if you have the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you are unable to do so. Amen? Are you there? All right. But why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Why did Jesus say, wait for the Holy Spirit? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14 makes it very clear why we need the Holy Spirit. In Him, talking about Jesus, you also have heard the word of truth. Have you heard the word of truth? Have you heard the gospel, the glad tidings of our salvation? Have you heard the gospel, church? Then it says, and have believed in. Do you believe in it? Do you adhere to it? Do you rely on it? Do you rely on Him? We were talking about that, Jaira. You are enough. Amen? Once you have believed, heard the gospel, believed the gospel, given your life to God, we were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. Verse 14, that Spirit, his spirit is the, hallelujah, of our inheritance. He is the first fruit, the pledge, the foretaste, the down payment of our inheritance in anticipation of its full redemption and are acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of His glory. What does it mean? The Holy Spirit is that promise, that seal, that assurance that whatever God promised you, you will have. And if you are saved today, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Amen? And that Spirit, if you would allow Him, is working in your life. How does He work in our life? John 14, verse 25 to 26. These things I have spoken while being present with you. Jesus is declaring to His disciples. But the Helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Amen? And bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. See, He talks about the Holy Spirit as a helper. The word helper is the, is the Greek word parakletos. It literally means one who is called alongside of you one who is called alongside of you to give you aid or to help you why did jesus give the holy spirit because whatever jesus did while he was on earth it was because of the holy spirit and he knew that this spirit could not just be limited to just him if we were to be the body of christ then we need help Talk to the person beside you say, you need help. <laughs> we need help. Amen? Now, if you're a person here that's, you know, sobrang believe ka sa sarili mo, meron bang ganyan dito? Huwag ka nang tumas ng kamay para hindi obvious. Huwag mo silang tignan din. If you're so believed to yourself and you think, I don't need help, I'm okay, I'm good. I call that famous last words. Because when you come to the place and you think you don't need help from Him, then... That's the worst place you can be. If you think you're so good in yourself, let me tell you, sige, your qualifications, your achievements, your training will only get you so far. But if you want to experience the life that God has for you, it cannot be on your own. 
you need help. And so you need humility, brother or sister. We all need humility. Because it's in that place of humility that we receive grace. God gives grace. And who is the giver of that grace? The Holy Spirit. Christ in us. Amen. He gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Amen. So told, tell the person beside you, you're such a humble person. But the word helper has so many more layers. Dito. Sino dito kumakain ng ano? Mga Marang chan natin, ang daming layers. Diba? The word helper is so much deeper than just somebody who to stand beside you. Let's look at the Amplified to see what the word helper actually means. Let's go open to it. I have told you these things while I'm still with you, Jesus saying. But the... Oh, iba na. Comforter. The helper. Now, this one in the Amplified is said as comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit. See how much richer and deeper is the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you say comforter, it's not what you cover yourself with at night. Pag natutulog kayo at na-aircon, ibang comforter yan. But it still serves as a similar purpose. The comforter keeps you warm. It protects you. And that's the Holy Spirit. He is there to protect you. Amen? See, no weapon formed, there will be weapons formed against us, but no weapon formed against us shall prosper according to God's promise because we have the Holy Spirit. Let's keep the verse up there so everybody can see what or who, what the Holy Spirit does. Let's keep the verse up there, please. Thank you very much, Pa. Counselor. What does a counselor do? Give you wisdom, advice. What does the Bible say? If anybody needs wisdom, you will ask of God. And isn't the Holy Spirit God? Come on, are you still here? So the Holy Spirit is the source of our wisdom. He's the spirit of wisdom and He's the spirit of truth. Amen? What else is He? He is our helper. Helper. Amen? He is our very present help in time of need. Uh, were you ever in need? Are you in need? Then the Holy Spirit is there to help you in the time of need. Ano man kailangan mo, He is more than able. Amen? He is our intercessor. What does intercessor do? Talks about prayer. Romans chapter 8 says, When you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will pray on your behalf. In groanings and understand and in words that we do not understand, they will pray the perfect will of God in your life. I don't know about you, but I want God's perfect will in my life. He is your advocate. Aning advocate? He stands by you. That when the enemy comes and whispers in your ear, guilty, and you really are guilty, the Holy Spirit comes and says, yeah, but you're forgiven. Amen? We have to listen to the voices. The Holy Spirit stands, is our, right there. He's our advocate. He's our lawyer that says, 
that yes, you are guilty, but Jesus paid the price. And because He paid the price, you are innocent today. Amen? Amen. He's our strengthener. I can do all things through Christ. He's the Holy Spirit. See, when you see Christ, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. Hindi yan yung apelido ni Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. I can do all things through the Holy Spirit. Who? Who what? Strengthens me. And He is our standby. No, hindi siya standby. Hindi siya shut ka muna. Hindi siya ganon. He is our standby. Meaning, He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. I will be with you even till the end of this age. His promises are true. He is faithful. The word standby talks about the faithfulness of God. Amen? And we have Him. We have Him in us. You have Him. That's what makes you different. You go back to this verse and whenever you need something, you be, please be reminded of who He is in your life and that you can call upon Him and He will answer you and He will save you and He will show you great and mighty things. But there's more to Him than just the indwelling. There's more to Him than just the indwelling. The Bible says, filled with the Spirit. See, what happened on the day of Pentecost, they already had the Spirit, but Jesus said, you need to wait. You need to wait. Why? I already have the Spirit. No, but there's more. You know, don't you like that, you mga infomercials? If you call now, you will get this knife that can cut through anything. It will cut through tires. It will cut through one. Look. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, I mean right now, you will not get just this knife. You will get the paring knife. You will get the steak knife. Not just one, but four. For only 50 cents. Ah! Call now. Call now. But be careful. Kung pinapatawag ka, and all of a sudden, sila pa humingi ng pera sa'yo. Nanalo ka, tapos may pera. Bumigay ka muna. <laughs> That's not God anymore. God will never take anything from you. He just wants to get things to you. Amen? The Bible says we need to be continually filled. So if you've, you have the Spirit in, in you, or maybe you've never heard of the Holy Spirit, and you're here today, and you're saying, Pastor, I've never, you know, I've come to church, but I know about Him, but I never knew that I had the Spirit in me. Plus, there's more of Him that I can be filled with Him, then you are in the right place today. Because today I will not make you leave this place until you are filled with Him. So we're going to open up the altars. Two altars. One would be people who've never, ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you're here today and you're wondering, I want that. Then if you are saved, you believe in Him, He's available for you today. And another would be for those who feel that like some of our cars, umiilaw na na yung red. Tuyong-tuyo na ako, Pastor. I need to be refilled. I need a fresh anointing. I need a fresh fire. I need a new fire from heaven. Then the altar is open to you.
See, just two reminders. In John 7, verse 37 to 39, it says, And on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to... See, when you come to the altar in front, you're not coming to me. You're coming to Jesus. Amen? If you leave your seat this morning to come here, you're coming to Jesus. Amen? Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom they believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Today, Jesus is glorified. And the Holy Spirit is given. And if anybody thirsts, let them come. Pastor, what happens if nothing happens when I come forward? Second reminder, Luke chapter 9, 11, verse 9. So I say to you, ask. Listen, ask. And it will be given. You seek. You will find. Knock. And it will be opened. For everyone who asks, listen, everyone who asks, come on, come on. And he who seeks, and to him who knocks, it will be. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for fish, will he give him a snake instead of fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If we then, being evil or carnal, know how to give good gifts to your children, how, see, everything was talking about this, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those? So if you ask, if you knock, if you seek for the Holy Spirit, then God will give it. Amen. We hope you enjoyed and learned from today's message. Share it with your friends and family. Connect with us through Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Welcome home.